0: I'm Miles, and I'm Alex, and we're back for another podcast episode. Here we're gonna have a little bit of a shorter segment. Have three topics for you today, but they're all gonna be about three individual teams. We're gonna have a bit of a discussion about them. One of those teams, we're gonna give them some praise, being they're doing very well this year, and we wanna basically give them their flowers because of how surprising that was. One team, we're gonna talk about them. We're gonna question them a little bit. We're gonna give their What they look like on offense and defense right now, and say if that's going to be good for the playoffs. And then the last team we're going to be talking about, we're going to give them a little bit of criticism. While most people usually give them praise, we're just going to point out one of their main flaws we've seen them. The first team we're going to talk about is the Seahawks. The Seahawks have a 6 3 record this year. That is very surprising for most NFL fans going into this year. There was predicted to be probably a bottom 5, maybe a bottom 3 team right in there with teams like the Texans in terms of record and in terms of team talent-wise, but they've been able to shock everybody. And right now, they're ahead of the NFC West, which was going to be one of the best divisions of football going into this year. They have a really, really strong draft class, headed by two starting tackles and Kenneth Walker, the running back from Michigan State, who they drafted in the second round. And another headline for this team this year has been Geno Smith, their quarterback, who's been overperforming in terms of what his reputation was going into this year, most people view him as a backup and probably a bottom five quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL. But he's been playing like a top ten quarterback, and especially for everything considered, uh, two rookie outside tackles. Although they have been playing well, but you can make a, you can make a case that he's a top five quarterback this year. He's been out of this world, and Pete Carroll look back, uh, looks back like, looks like he's uh, back in his Legion of Boom coaching era. He has a strong defense once again. Multiple starters from this draft class are doing well and performing on that defense. Right now, the Hawks look like they are a solid playoff contender.
1: Absolutely. And as you mentioned earlier, this is such a tough division to be such a contender in. Uh, and I'd just like to highlight once again the Seahawks rookie class because they 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 dumped Russell Wilson to the Broncos and they got a lot of picks out of it. They got uh, in in the last draft, they got the uh, first round pick, they got a second round pick, and they got a fifth round pick. Now that fifth round pick became Tariq Woolen, who is one of the best corners to start the season. Uh, might might not be this this rookie this rookie corner class has just been like one of the best we've ever seen, but Tariq Woolen is certainly in that conversation. He's probably a top ten corner. He's been sh- shutting stuff down, and he could be a huge defensive player for the Seahawks in the future. And as you mentioned, two offensive tackles. Charles Cross, who they have at left tackle, they picked him at number ten or nine. He's been playing really good. Uh and, and Kenneth Walker, he's probably offensive rookie of the year candidate. Highlighted with Geno Smith. They 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 got all of they got a lot of their rookie class from getting rid of Russell Wilson, they ended up still getting an upgrade at quarterback in Geno Smith. This Seahawks team is playing at a 6-3 and record, and they are likely going to win the division at this pace because the the Rams aren't as good as they used to be. The 49ers are questionable, although they did upgrade with CMC. Um, and the Cardinals are dysfunctional right now. So, you know, this is their division to take, and the rookies have, have been giving them that edge uh, upon the other teams.
0: Yeah, if you look at their their way, their roster looks right now. They are built to possibly win a playoff game. One, they have a run game, they have a strong run game, which is good for the playoffs when weather gets bad, and also you need to rely on a reliable, um, you know, offensive production. They have that, but they also have people that can win in man-to-man coverage when you need them in the playoffs. Third and ten, you know, deep in the deep in the deep in your own territory in the fourth quarter of a playoff game, who are you gonna throw to? I think. You have a lot of trust in somebody like DK Metcalf to make that play for you, and they have yeah. him, and they also have Tyler Lockett still. So they still have two very, very good wide receivers. Then along with that, as you mentioned, they have Tariq Woolen on the defensive side, and then some also some uh, other solid DBs, and they also have a, a pretty a pretty strong front seven. So they have pass rush. They have they have quite strong linebackers, and they have uh, a young and developing secondary. So at least offensive wise, they're set for the playoffs, and trusting with Pete Carroll as a defensive mind head coach as well with a lot of experience in these playoffs, and he's won a Super Bowl himself, I'd say that they're actually built to win a playoff game. They can make it past the wild card, and they could actually go in with a buy if they're able to continue out at the top of the division and play themselves possibly into the NFC Championship.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What a season they're having. Uh, and for our second topic, we have are the Vikings legit in contenders? You know, right now the Vikings are sitting at only one loss in the season they're seven and one and they have the second best record in the nfl behind the eagles who are eight and oh and no one i mean a lot of people saw the vikings winning their division this year which they're probably going to do this year given that you know they're the only team in the nfc north who has a positive record thus far um but seven and one is kind of ridiculous nobody i mean not nobody but not a not a lot of people really saw that coming uh, recently, they traded for T.J. Hawkinson. He's a good. Uh, he's probably a top ten tight end, and he's been a good weapon for them. You know, he was targeted nine times and had nine catches in his first game, so it's always a good sign. Uh, and obviously, they have a very true, legit number one wide receiver in Justin Jefferson. If a lot of people have to pick a wide receiver to start their franchise with, they're going to choose Justin Jefferson because that's pretty much what the Vikings did when they rebuilt. It. And you know, now they're sitting at seven and one, and he is a eight hundred sixty seven yards halfway through the season. Uh Kirk Cousins, he's I think he's moved himself up as a top ten quarterback this season. He's been playing pretty dang legit. He's thir- he has 13 touchdowns and six interceptions, which doesn't jump at you, but he's been a true game manager. He's almost at 2000 yards this season. And and uh their defense has been pretty legit. Uh Zadarius Smith, who they stole from uh the Green Bay Packers, uh and the Green Bay Packers are still paying him. Uh he's he's been he won NFC player of the year he won NFC defensive player of the year uh I believe in October and he's he's just been super legit for them and you know they have the 8th ranked defense in the NFL overall this team doesn't have a lot of flaws and that trading for that tight end that kind of covered up one of their flaws so I believe they're all in this season especially since they're giving up draft picks to get additional players I think they are a contender I think they're going to make the I think they're going to make the NFC championship and you know might be a good game with them and the Eagles if they meet up there
0: I really do like the Vikings this year. One thing that you, uh, we didn't bring up, but they do have, and I think a lot of people forget about because they do have a strong passing offense with T.J. Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Kirk Cousins. They also still have Dalvin Cook, who talent-wise is a top 10 running back in the NFL. He's been very, very, uh, he's been very, very productive throughout his NFL career, multiple 1,000-yard seasons. He's a good runner, and I think that he'll be, he'll be good, especially when it comes down to uh, the playoffs. I, th- I think that people forget about him, and that'll be uh, to Minnesota's advantage if they're going to change their game plan, poss- possibly in the playoffs. If they're playing on the road, maybe in a, not an indoor stadium like the one they play in, they're going to have to rely on Dalvin Cook. That'll be good. If he's not getting the workload that he, is, that he usually has uh, in, in prior seasons, he'll be fresh for the playoffs, and that'll be good for them. And then also just to note uh, th- that Kirk Cousins... Although he has played very, very well this year, the question still remains. He's a new nightmare, but in prime time, Kirk does not show up big. Yeah. And as a Michigan State fan, it is it is hard it is hard not to root for him. But you know, once it does come playoff time, will Kirk show up is the question. That is that is the I think that's the question on most people's minds, especially Vikings fans. That's been his biggest, largest, most significant knock on his on his NFL career. And most definitely the one that people will remember the most about him. So when, you know, when the regular season is over and the Vikings are in the playoffs, what's going to happen there with Kirk Cousins?
1: Yeah, the Vikings can beat you in a lot of ways on offense. But, you know, when it comes to playoff time, you're going to need Kirk Cousins to play how he's been playing thus far this season. We we, we can't see an underperformance by Kirk Cousins if we want the Vikings to be legit. Uh, and that is a significant question And, you know, an argument you can make to say the Vikings are not legit. But nonetheless, the way Kirk's been playing so far this season, uh, the Vikings are legit. But that is a question to ask, as we have seen in uh, past playoff games and past primetime games. Kirk has not been himself.
0: I agree. Now, this is going to lead us away from our praise and we're going to go into a little bit of a criticism. We're going to go from the NFC to the AFC. We're going to be talking about the Buffalo Bills. Now, this might shock some people. I think if you ask most NFL fans if they were going to name their top three, maybe top five, and perhaps best team in the, teams in the NFL, they'd say the Buffalo Bills. I would have to disagree with that for one reason. Uh, well, I will agree. The, the Bills have an amazing roster, especially a very deep defense. They have arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. They have a top 5 wide receiver on the outside and Stephon Diggs. But I think that the Buffalo Bills are lacking in one category, and that is their running game. Now, as we've talked about uh, just in this episode, one of the most important things in in the postseason you can have is actually a reliable running game. If you want to close out games or you want to be able to not be one-dimensional in the playoffs, you want to have a solid running game. And the Buffalo Bills, out of all top contenders, lack that completely even if you compare it to somebody like the Kansas city chiefs, they consistently run the ball in the playoffs and you don't really see that out of the bills. Josh Allen's primarily their rusher and that's really not really what you want to see. You want to have running backs that can carry the load rather than your star quarterback who you need to throw the ball. And that's not exactly what you want with the Buffalo, weather that the the bills are going to have, it's going to be cold, windy and harder to throw the football in in those December and January games. You really want a. T- you really want you know either running back that can pound the ball, and you also need an offensive line that can you know create holes for that running back, and that hasn't been the case for Buffalo, in these past few years, and it doesn't seem to be the case at all this year.
1: Absolutely, Buffalo's lack of a running game is kind of scary. Josh Allen right now is their leading rusher, which is very questionable, and no rusher on the Buffalo Bills has. Uh, over 400 yards thus far, so nobody's averaging over 50 yards per carry a game, which is mm, that's that's really iffy. And come playoff time, when you have to face a lot of really elite teams, you can face a, a really elite passing defense in cold Buffalo weather because Bills are gonna the Bills are gonna win a lot of playoff games, so they're probably gonna get a home playoff game. And if they face a really elite passing defense and they're relied on running the ball. It's it's tough to see them winning that game just because every aspect of the Buffalo Bills except except uh, rushing is so elite. But the rushing offense is just, it's, it's bottom tier in the NFL, really. And it is a true Achilles heel of this Buffalo Bills team. Uh, maybe their passing offense can bail them out, but at this point, it's really hard to see. This offseason, the Buffalo Bills need to certainly invest in a running back. And, you know, maybe they can see you can see them do a trade such as the 49ers CMC trade. But, you know, that is certainly the Achilles heel. And if they're all in, that is a trade they need to make.
0: Yeah. And the bigger question is not just in run game wise. And, you know, is that going to not is that going to be a flaw for the playoffs? But also, how many hits is Josh Allen going to have to take before Tom McDermott or somebody on this Buffalo Bills organization says, that's enough. Like He is the franchise. Why is he taking this many hits? He might be, he might be out this, this week because of these hits that he's taking. Case Keenan might have to come in and play. And that's not what you want to see at all if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, especially past the midseason mark. You want to see nothing but a healthy Josh Allen where he doesn't have to put himself in harm's way. However, when he needs to be the lead rusher and he needs to fight through contact to get yards on the ground, that's not what you want at all. And also, Josh Allen's makeup. As a player, he used to be a linebacker, so he's going to want to run through people. He's going to want to, you know, put his head down and try to, like, just fight through tackles. But that's not at all what you want. You want him to slide, which he clearly doesn't do enough. And although he is a punishing rusher, he's 6'5", right? Very, very mobile, very agile. You want him to slide. You don't need him taking those extra.
1: There's two different types of rushing quarterbacks. There's, like, the rushing quarterbacks who have, like, more finesse. And, you know, they can dodge guys. But Josh Allen, he's number two. Josh Allen's the type of uh, quarterback who, you know, kind of sometimes acts like a running back. It'll get you yards after, you know, yards after contact and stuff. And he 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 get hit. He gets hit a lot. And you know, he's not he's not shy from doing hurdling and stuff. So, you know, Josh Allen, he's a very risky runner. He'll get you those extra yards. You don't see him slide enough. He's not he's not making guys miss per se. He's just, you know, either hurdling over them. Or running through them, which, you know, he is a build for it. As you mentioned, he is six five, and he was a former linebacker. Josh Allen's an absolute unit. But when it comes to the quarterback position, you don't want your players taking that much hits. That's why you invest in a running back. And we can't have Josh Allen taking that much hits, because otherwise he may get injured, and that may be the Buffalo Bills season collapse just like that.
0: Yeah, it really does raise some questions also about the offensive line. You know, Sean McDermott, the head coach, has been there for about five years now, and he's failed to build a running game in offensive line as well. Josh Allen does have to use his legs a lot, not just through the running game, but also to escape the pocket because that offensive line simply doesn't hold up uh, long enough for him to stay in the pocket. You know, it does raise some questions. And I think that those flaws may be exploited in the playoffs. You know, I, I think you and I do both agree that the Bills are a top five team, maybe top three team. Yep. Just because of how good their defense is, and also just how good Josh Allen and that offense can be. Mm-hmm. But another thing that I dislike about them is they're a, they're a knockout punch team. They're kind of like Mike Tyson. They'll they'll knock you out fast. They they will score a bunch of points on you if you give them the opportunity quickly. They'll they'll, they'll put the game away within the second quarter. But once it comes down to it, it's hard. It, it sometimes it get hard for them to throw punches and continually, continually keep on fighting late in the game, you'll see, you'll see them in games like the Jets. They kind of disappear. Their offense disappears a little bit. They only put up 17 points in that game. They do have the potential to have those massive plays and you know knockout punches, just like Tyson did, but can they stay in the game for all four quarters and consistently do that? It's a question that we'll have to see.
1: It is a question that we will have to see, and it's very hard seeing them doing that right now without a run game. Uh, it's certainly going to impact their clock management. And come playoff time, you know, when they're, when, when they're fighting, you know, real heavyweight contenders, will they be able to do it? We'll have to see. Anyway, that concludes our episode
0: today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, tune in next week. See you.